When you hear me say ground and pound every video, it's because of this man, Mark Coleman. The former Olympic wrestler was the first ever UFC heavyweight champion and was also the winner of multiple tournaments in his career. But he also retired with a record of 16 and 10, which isn't that impressive on paper. So how good was Mark Coleman actually? Hey guys, it's Keon, and today we're going to talk about Mark the Hammer Coleman. Not only was Mark the first fighter in MMA to display ground and pound, but he was also the first person to use that term. And if you watch MMA today, you would know how important that strategy of fighting is. But I feel like this isn't recognized because of Mark's turbulent MMA career. So in this video, we're going to take a look at all of this to understand how good he really was. But before we get to that, shout out to the undisputed members of my Patreon. They get early access to my YouTube videos as well as a shout out before each one of them. There's also Patreon only content, which includes my recaps on MMA. May events. I also released the audio to those recaps, as well as the audio to my videos on the Keon Kamara podcast, which is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and SoundCloud. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, I'd really appreciate if you leave a five-star review. Now let's get to it. The 31-year-old Olympic-level wrestler made his MMA debut on July 12, 1996, where he entered the UFC 10 tournament. His first opponent was Moti Hornstein. Mark immediately dodged a kick from Moti and took the fight down to the floor, where he began throwing punches that eventually ended the fight. It lasted less than three minutes. Mark moved on to the semifinals that same evening to fight Gary Goodridge. Gary pressed forward but was unable to deny the takedown. On the ground, Mark began throwing punches and headbutts, but Gary managed to get back up by grabbing onto the cage. He did this until he made his way to his corner to get advice on what to do. But it was no use as Mark was connecting with uppercuts and elbows from behind. When the two separated, Mark secured another takedown. He threw more shots from the top before getting a hold of Gary's back. This itself forced an immediate tap. In the finals, Mark fought UFC 8 tournament winner, Don Fry. Don was under defeated, but Mark's wrestling proved to be too much for him. Mark immediately pulled off this beautiful short drag after Don denied his initial takedown. I'm not gonna lie, I had to look up short drag from front head up because I was so amazed by how Mark did it. Even Ben Askren demonstrates how to do it. But back to the fight, it was pure domination for Mark who was beating down Don with heavy shots and almost secured a scarfold headlock. Both fighters were extremely fatigued. Don tried to go for a takedown, but Mark denied it by grabbing the fence. The same happened the other way around. Honestly, wrestling at this point was on another level with fence grabs. Ultimately, Mark finished the fight with strikes that forced Big John to step in. Mark Coleman was the UFC 10 tournament winner. He came back two months later and entered the UFC 11 tournament. In the quarterfinals, he fought Julian Sanchez. It was a quick fight that made its way to the ground before Julian tapped to the scarfold headlock. In the semifinals, Mark fought Brian Johnston. It was another quick fight that lasted less than three minutes after Mark secured the takedown and began beating on Brian before Big John stepped in. This win also won him the entire tournament after his opponent in the finals pulled out due to fatigue. At UFC 12, Mark fought UFC Superfight Champion. Dan Severn. The win was to determine the inaugural UFC heavyweight champion. Dan was a more experienced fighter with a record of 14-2 going into this fight, and he was also one of the strongest wrestlers in the UFC at this point. But Mark proved to be even stronger as he denied Dan's takedown attempts and eventually ended up on top where he finished the fight with a scarf hold headlock. The fight lasted less than 3 minutes, thus making him the first UFC heavyweight champion. For his first title defense, Mark fought Maurice Smith. Prior to this match, he told Joe Rogan in the pre-fight interview that he's gonna ground and pound the shit out of him, making him the first person to use the term ground and pound publicly. Maurice had a record of 5-7 and seven going into this fight, but his high-level kickboxing was too much for Mark. Although he secured a few takedowns, he was getting tired from Maurice's volume, and ultimately he lost a unanimous decision. This was one of the biggest upsets at the time. Even Mark admitted that he did not take the fight seriously because he felt unstoppable, but his initial rise was about to take a dive. After losing the belt and having ACL surgery, Mark came back at UFC 17 to fight Pete Williams. For most of the fight, he was dominating Pete by taking him down and throwing ground and pound, but Mark was exhausted by the end of the regulated 12 minutes. He would later say that this was due to a thyroid issue. So going into the 3 minutes of overtime, Pete was a fresher fighter and came out with a barrage of strikes before finishing Mark with a head kick. Following these two losses,
losses, Mark fought Pedro Hizo at UFC 18. It was your classic wrestler versus striker bout as Mark secured multiple takedowns throughout the fight and landed some ground and pound. While Hizo was the aggressor when the two were on the feet, honestly I thought Mark did enough to win this fight. But considering how wrestling and top control was scored back then, it was understandable how Pedro got the win as the judges at the time favored striking. Following this three fight losing skid, Mark went to Japan where he signed with Pride FC. His first fight with the promotion was against Nobuhiko Takada. Although Mark secured takedowns, he wasn't doing much on top as his regular heavy ground and pound looked much lighter in comparison. He also had many opportunities to advance in position and even finish the fight, but it didn't happen and in the second round, Takata finished the fight with a heel hook. Now this is a very odd loss even for Mark who was on a 3 fight losing streak as he was still the more experienced fighter, in comparison to Takata who had a record of 1 and 2 going into this fight. But he was also one of the most famous pro wrestlers in Japan at the time, which led many to believe that this fight was fixed. And that belief is most likely true as Boss Rutin who was commentating that night said he heard news that Mark was going to throw the fight. And if that wasn't enough for you to believe, Mark himself would later say that Pride guaranteed him another fight which was much needed at this time for him to support his family. It was also rumored that he got paid $50,000 under the table to lose. He never confirmed or denied it but said it was what it was. If it was a fixed fight, I can't hate on the decision because if we're complaining about fighter pay today, imagine how bad it was during this time. Regardless, Mark came back at Pride 8 and fought Ricardo Moraes. Although Moraes was the much bigger fighter and looked absolutely terrifying, Mark did what he does best by taking the fight to the ground and controlling Ricardo there for the majority of the fight. He won by unanimous decision which marked his first win in over 2 years. After this, he entered the Pride 2000 Openweight Grand Prix. In the opening round, he fought Masaki Satake. Mark immediately secured the takedown before submitting Satake with a nasty head crank. The fight lasted 74 seconds. The quarterfinals continued on May 1st where he fought Akira Shoji. It was another dominant performance by Mark who out-wrestled Shoji, threw ground and pound and controlled him in the clinch for most of the fight. But it did last 15 minutes and this was an issue as the semi-finals and finals were also happening that same night. Luckily for Mark, his fight in the semi-finals against Kazuyuki Fujita ended in 2 seconds. Fujita's corner immediately threw in the towel due to an injury that he sustained in his quarterfinal fight. Basically, he got paid more for having the towel thrown in instead of forfeiting prior to the fight. So Mark made his way to the finals where he fought Igor Vovchenshin. Igor was on a 38 fight unbeaten streak prior to this fight. And earlier in the evening, he beat Gary Goodridge and Kazushi Sakuraba. But of course, Mark was the fresher fighter. And that proved to be in his favor as he was able to take down Igor with ease and throw shots from above. But Igor showed so much heart by taking all this punishment and even toughing out an Americana attempt. The punishment continued in round 2 where it ultimately ended with Mark in the north-south position throwing heavy knees to Igor's head. Even this was too much for Igor as he had to tap, which made Mark Coleman the winner of the Pride FC 2000 Openweight Grand Prix Tournament. His celebration was also awesome. He came back at Pride 13 to fight Alon Goez, and similar to his last win, Mark won this fight with knees to the head, but this fight lasted 79 seconds. This second win in Mark's career saw him face his toughest challenge yet at Pride 16 when he fought Antonio Rodrigo Nogueira. Nogueira was winning early by attacking in the clinch. Mark got rocked from this exchange, but he got lucky when Nogueira missed on a high kick that caused him to fall. Mark immediately got on top and began to throw ground and pound. He escaped the first triangle attempt from Nogueira, but the second one got locked in tight and forced Mark to try to escape, only to allow Nogueira to transition to a triangle armbar which ended the fight. This snapped Mark's 6 fight win streak. Following this loss, he took almost 2 years off from fighting to spend more time with his family and train with the fighters at his team Hammer House, a fight team that he started early in his UFC days. He was also recovering from a neck injury that was potentially career ending, but Mark came back at Pride 26 to fight Don Fry in a rematch. In contrast to the first, 
first, this fight lasted the entire 15 minute duration. But it was still the same dominance from Mark who out-wrestled Don every round and threw down heavy ground and pound. This performance earned him the unanimous decision. He returned almost a year later to fight Pride heavyweight champion Fedor Emelianenko in the 2004 heavyweight Grand Prix opening round. Mark was aggressive early by securing the takedown, landing ground and pound, and taking Fedor's back where he almost locked in the rear naked choke. Even when Fedor secured a tight guillotine, Mark got out and ate some heavy shots before taking the fight down again. But while off his back, Fedor locked in the armbar that forced a tap. After another year off, Mark came back at Pride 29 to fight Mirko Krokop. Mirko denied all of Mark's takedown attempts and picked him apart on the feet before finishing the fight with a bunch of punches and a soccer kick. Following this loss, he came back 8 months later to fight Milko Vorin at Bushido Europe Rotterdam Rumble. The fight ended in under a minute after Mark secured the takedown and locked in the arm triangle choke. He made a quick comeback at Pride 31 where he fought Mauricio Shogun Hua. Although Mark secured the takedown early, Shogun almost locked in a triangle choke and a toe hold. But Mark got out and secured another takedown that dislocated Shogun's elbow in the process. The ref stopped the fight but a brawl between the two teams ensued after. Something Mark would say was due to the heat of the moment and would later apologize to Shogun and his corner. But they did not accept his apology. Mark went on to fight Fedor Emelianenko for a second time at Pride 32. This time with the Pride Heavyweight Championship on the line. Even though this fight lasted long, Longer. It was a dominant performance by Fedor who denied Mark's takedowns and almost locked in a few guillotine chokes. And overall, he was an aggressor on the feet. But things started to look good in round 2 when Mark finally secured the takedown. He threw some ground and pound before getting caught in an armbar that forced him to tap. This was also his last fight with Pride before they were purchased by the UFC. Prior to making his return with the company, he was inducted to their Hall of Fame. At UFC 93, at the age of 44, he fought Mauricio Shogun Hua for a second time, with the last time Mark fought being over 2 years ago. It was also his debut at 2 but surprisingly, it was a very competitive fight as Mark secured multiple takedowns and connected with some nice shots on the feet. But Shogun retaliated with the same attacks. By the end of round 1, Mark was exhausted, but he kept pushing and stayed competitive throughout rounds 2 and 3. Had the fight went to the judges, the decision could have went to Mark in my opinion. But with 30 seconds left in the fight, Shogun connected with a flurry of punches that forced the ref to step in. Mark came back 5 months later to fight Stefan Bonner at UFC 100. He outwrestled Bonner for 3 rounds and landed heavy ground and pound throughout the fight to win by unanimous decision. At UFC 109, Mark fought former UFC heavyweight and light heavyweight champion Randy Couture. This was a long-awaited fight as the two were scheduled to fight back at UFC 12. We could only imagine how wild that would have been back in the day. But this match was still historical as it was the first and only between two UFC Hall of Famers. Mark was 45 and Randy was 46. And it was Randy who was the aggressor on the feet before he took the fight down and secured the rear naked choke in round 2. After this loss, Mark was released from the UFC. And 3 years later at the age of 48, he officially retired from competing competing in MMA. So after going 16-10 and 10 in a career that saw him win the first ever UFC Heavyweight Championship, as well as the UFC 10, UFC 11, and Pride 2000 Grand Prix tournaments, how good was Mark Coleman actually? So I've done a lot of videos on different fighters, and I could truly say that giving a rating on Mark Coleman's career was one of the more difficult ones to do. First off, a record of 16-10 and 10 does not look good on paper, but in his first 16 fights, 3 of those were controversial. The Pedro Hizo fight should have been a win, his loss to Nobuhiko Takada is widely seen as fixed. And I would also take away his win against Kazuyuki Fujita as the towel was thrown in immediately. So if we relook at his record, it would be 12 wins, 2 losses, and 2 no contests, which is really impressive. Especially when we consider how late Mark began his MMA career. But what I found to be more impressive was how he did this purely as a wrestler. I'll admit that Mark was not well-rounded, and his gas tank wasn't the greatest. But we also have to consider that this was in the early days of the sport when fighters didn't train as effectively as today. And with Team Hammerhouse being wrestling predominant, it was no wonder that there wasn't much growth in his striking or submission defense. And the way these fighters trained back then put so much wear and tear on their bodies and led to many injuries. Something that Mark's career
career was plagued with, and with many wrestlers who are injury prone, they lose so much power and speed which is crucial to their attacks. This led to Mark sitting on the sidelines to not only heal up, but to also be a father and a coach to his guys at Team Hammerhouse. So his commitment to fighting wasn't as strong as it was when he started. I mean, fighting Fedor Emelianenko after a year-long layoff is wild, but even with all these things going against his MMA career, I still want to give it a 9 out of 10, and most of this is due to his impact on the sport. He is the creator of the ground and pound, a fighting strategy that every fighter in MMA has to be well versed in, and it's also a term that I use in every video. This in itself was huge for the evolution of the sport, which is why I also put him in my top 20 for greatest heavyweights of all time. So the next time you reminisce on the greatness of fighters like George St. Pierre, Daniel Cormier, Khabib Nurmagomedov, and John Jones, remember that most of their skills originate from the godfather of ground and pound. Mark the Hammer Coleman. My name is Keon and this is my take on how good Mark Coleman actually was. Do you agree, disagree, or have something else to add? Please put it in the comments down below because I love to read it. If you like this video, please give it a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel for more content like this. But that's all out for now, so I'll see you on my next one.